Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. This is Alex Mo here for WIS Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by David Reeves, Marquette University College of Business's executive in residence, specializing in innovation and technology, and the former president of OpenGov. David, thanks so much for coming on the show. Good to be here. Thanks, Alex. So we'll get a little bit into your position at Marquette in a minute. But first, I was hoping you could talk a little bit about your background. What brought you to this position? Well, for one, I've been a tech executive for over 20 years and uh, grew up in Milwaukee and really uh, would have loved to have stayed in Milwaukee, but I, I had a variety of tech executive positions across the country. I've lived in Chicago, Boston, and then you know, 16 years in Silicon Valley. And so moved back home and really am passionate uh, about how to really keep people like myself that had left uh, in, in the area and create more of a tech ecosystem. So there's more job opportunities. and not only for people like myself, but, you know, I think they're higher paying jobs. So uh, really excited to, you know, use kind of opportunity to help not only Marquette in their position uh, as a leader in, in the area, but also, you know, help Milwaukee in general with the tech economy. Excellent. What are you hoping to accomplish as executive in residence and uh, maybe describe kind of your approach to this kind of work? Well, first of all, uh, when I was at President OpenGov, I had a, a really good partnership with Marquette and with, with Mike Lovell, uh, President of Marquette, and, and a good relationship with Tim Hanley and uh, some of the other executives at Marquette. So it was kind of a natural thing when I left OpenGov to, you know, for them to talk to me about, you know, how do I continue the partnership I've had with them the last couple of years, which has been very fruitful. I've hired a lot of Marquette grads, so I have that experience. So, um, you know, really the, the idea here was, you know, and talking with Mike Lovell and things is how, how can we have Marquette be known or more synonymous with technology and innovation? I think everybody knows Marquette's a great university, produces some really fine students that are, are well regarded in the workforce. But, you know, how do we take the business school and orient it in a way that, you know, it's, it becomes a little bit more synonymous with technology and innovation and, and producing students that are, are really uh, capable to participate in kind of this tech economy that is, you know, has continued to grow uh, right before our eyes. And, you know, how does Marquette, you know, help help, help uh, prepare for that? We got a new business school coming, you know, uh, coming in in a few months, which is very exciting too. So the timing is also really exciting too. You know, if you're going to brand and, and try to enhance the kind of Marquette brand, you know, this is a, you know, the timing is really nice to with uh, with the uh, new business school arising here. Certainly. And you'll be playing somewhat of a mentor role in this position, right? Can you talk about, I guess, what are you going to be doing to work with students and help foster a sense of innovation within the tech space? Well, first of all, let's take a step back to what I answered before. I think the first thing is obviously by promoting the school and creating a national awareness you know, of the school, which is something I'm trying to do and have been an advocate for, you know, obviously the first and foremost is enrollment. You know, I think the mm -hmm. pandemic saw a lot of private universities, public universities alike, you know, really struggling to, 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 you know, keep the enrollments up and I'm excited that we're making, you know, a lot of progress at Marquette in that and, and getting more students. So that, that's, that's first and foremost. 
and then you know the the other thing is I was guest lecturing a, a bit at, at the school uh, for one of the professors in the business school and so I had a little chance to uh, get a chance to be a little hands-on with the students including I'm helping with a senior capstone project this year um, the students have a kind of a real world project as their senior project to you know get a chance to build a business plan for a non-for-profit so kind of a real world use case where they're taking all the skills they've learned the last four years and apply them to uh, to a real project so i've been a mentor for that so a little bit of uh, opportunity there and uh, get a chance to work with the students is has been great yeah yeah i bet that's really exciting and in the in the field of of innovation and technology broadly speaking for you know, for this podcast, we're talking to an audience of the business community here in the state. What sorts of interesting trends have you been keeping an eye on that you think our audience should maybe know about? What's um What's most exciting about this field to you right now? Well, first and foremost, and this is something I feel really passionate about, as as I mentioned, you know, having left Milwaukee many years ago, being in tech is, you know, there's at least, you know, a million and a half open jobs in the tech fields right now too. So, you know, first and foremost, the trend is a shortage of talent. Um, if there, you know, if you really have to start there, there's not enough software engineers, there's not enough computer programmers, and there's not enough qualified tech workers in general. In the past, it's been highly concentrated in, you know, Silicon Valley, Austin, Texas, Seattle, maybe Boston a little bit. And I think right now with the pandemic, it, there, there's a disbursement of talent across the country. And the ability for universities like Marquette to to embrace that and to improve a curriculum and market themselves is more of a school that can prepare students to participate in this, as well as in Milwaukee to get some of these jobs because they are higher paying jobs. And so the trend is really a talent shortage. And so there's a lot of competition going on right now uh, for these roles. So that, you know, that obviously makes them high paying. So first and foremost, I would say you know, just getting a stronger focus of, of more people that have the technical skills uh, and, and the programming skills and things like that is, is, is really important right now in general. Uh, I don't think we're going to be able to compete globally uh, in the country unless we really have a focus on that area and those disciplines. Um, one trend I'm seeing that I thought I'd mention because my last company was very much a part of this is, you know, the software as a service, this whole SaaS business that has, you know, kind of uh, really been on fire the last 10 years and, and is driving a lot of the software development is, is all the software as a service. What's, what's happened is there's a change shift from kind of the Oracle, SAP, NetSuite uh, model where they kind of have a ubiquitous suite that kind of covers all, all industries and all verticals. And what I'm seeing is a verticalization of that. So OpenGov, as an example, we created a cloud platform specifically designed for government. You know, we didn't sell to insurance companies or anyone else. It was very kind of tailor-made, purposeful, built for government. And that's just one example of, of what's going on is there, uh, people are now building a much more specific application to, to dominate micro segments. So as an example, there's a CEO that I've been spe speaking with last few months. He's uh, running a company that's been growing a couple hundred percent a year they make an application, a SaaS application, just to automate and have artificial intelligence on how retailers can sell on Amazon. And, you know, really cool stuff in, in terms of being able to have uh, real world information, how their products are selling versus competitors and things like that. And a generic uh, SaaS platform, you know, would never be able to have all the business logic and, and that type of specificity 
uh, designed, tailor-made for that industry. And so I'm seeing that across the board is a lot of software as a service are now becoming verticalized to better suit the needs of a specific industries. Um, I think that's a big one that is, is kind of, uh, you know, cropping up and, 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 and helping companies succeed in, in their fields. Um, you know, the other thing I think as some of the emerging trends, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about blockchain and crypto and things like that. I think there's some, I think there's some really business, great business application there. I think by having distributed computing and kind of this ledger, distributed ledger technology and things like that, it's allowing, uh, I think, um, you know, for not one point a, a failure uh, for a company that just has all their information or financial information, things in one spot. That's one thing. I think security is a big issue right now uh, across the world. But furthermore, I would say that um, by doing these kind of dis distributed blockchains and things like that, some of the technology used the same type of technology used in some of the crypto stuff to certify transactions and things like that. I think that's going to be brought into more of the mainstream over the next five years where uh, a lot of the accounting validation and things like that could be done using some of these technologies. So I'm seeing you know, some of the blockchain things moving into more mainstream applications for business. Um, you know, I think that's another really big trend. Um, you know, a lot of people are talking about metaverse and things like that and, you know, what that's going to do, um, you know, it being more of a business to business uh, person specialty uh, in my tech career, you know, I would say, you know, for retail, I see it probably, you know, the ability to have an immersive experience and experience a product or a service in a virtual world and maybe can help buy. I can see that. Um, I'm not sure quite yet, you know, um, how quick it's going to um, work for business to business. I do think uh, some of the virtual reality that comes with that, you know, in terms of uh, one company I used to work for, you know, had immersive technology to, you know, simulate repairs of like airplanes and things like that. So, you know, to take somebody who doesn't have any experience in doing, you know, very complicated, complex tasks and, you know, doing simulations and, and, and learning how to do things uh, in a virtual world uh, without breaking things, I could see that. So I, I think there's some application um, but, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, that same thing as driverless cars, you know, a lot of these things are, are just emerging and, and really it's going to come down to, you know, which companies are able to really make a products that are, are marketable for, for the masses or, or is it going to snitch for a while, right? And so I think, uh, I think that kind of remains to be seen. So those are just a few of what I'm seeing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is some really exciting stuff and glad to have your perspective on all of those evolving trends. David, do you have any kind of final thoughts to uh, leave our listeners with here as we, uh, as we wrap up the interview? Yeah, I'm really excited about being back in the state of Wisconsin. I think, you know, the state of Wisconsin has a lot of opportunities. You know, many people have left Silicon Valley, gone other places. There's a chance to really have uh, Wisconsin and, and Milwaukee to become uh, a bigger player uh, in tech. I believe that. I know there's a long way to go. I don't think we're even remotely close. Uh, but places that did embrace it and have taken a lot of the people from Silicon Valley, you know, like Austin and Nashville and Denver, a lot of them are getting, you know, overpopulated and people are getting priced out. And I just think we have a great quality of life here. And I think, you know, between the universities, you know, Wisconsin, MSOE, Marquette, UWM, and, and uh, the business community here, I think if we could embrace and help build a more of a tech ecosystem uh, for the region, I think there's just a lot of promise because, you know, the competitive playing field now is going to be around where people want to live and quality of life. And I think we have a lot to offer. And if we can embrace 
you know, more technology jobs and higher paying jobs. I think it's just going to really bode well for the region. And I look forward to supporting that. Great. Well, thanks again so much for coming on the podcast, David. It's been great speaking with you. Thanks, Alex. You've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcast. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.